Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Hey guys, Adam Ray here. I've got a new podcast coming out this week called What the Heck is Crypto? Look, I'll be honest, I don't fucking know. To help me figure this shit out, I'm going to be joined by my man, Steven Cesaro. He's a crypto expert, money guy, all-around smart dude. Got a sweet set of calves. He's a great guy, and each week he's going to teach me, dumbass Adam, about NFTs, stocks, Bitcoin, mortgages, and basically make me realize I too can be a genius. So join us each week as I become a mega genius billionaire, and Steven's there to guide us along the way. You can listen to What the Heck is Crypto on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Adam Ray here with me as always is Steven. It's been a while trying to come up with the right way to intro a show when I'm speaking from a place of uh, don't know where the show is going. You know what I'm saying? This is going to be one of those shows where I'm asking a lot of questions. I'm learning a lot. I'm listening. I might be asking some stupid shit. I might be saying some things that you go, hey man, you're actually made, making me hate what I love by asking such uh, moronic Preguntas, Spanish, if you, uh, if you were confused by that. But Steve, let me just ask you real quick. First of all, you're how old? I am 37. Great. I'm 39. All right. You somehow look 10 years younger than me. I don't know <laughs> if it's Noxzema or, or, uh, or maybe crypto. Maybe crypto's keeping you young. Is yes, that, the, is that this, something somebody would say? No, nah, I'd look uh, 14 if it wasn't for crypto. Pretty stressful. Wow. Gotcha. Stressful. Okay. But let's go ahead and, and get that and, and add on to it by saying anything worth making a meal of has got to be stressful. And who said that? Tom Selleck on the set of Mr. Baseball. <laughs> um, all right, dude. So I don't know. I'm 39. I'll be 40 in June. Thanks for bringing it up. My parents split when I was nine. I, I don't know much about crypto, Bitcoin. I don't even know much about like 
investing, trading, and all that. I have some people that do some of that for me. And by that, I mean my stepdad and shout out to George. He is all about crypto. But when he tries to explain it to me, halfway through, he ends up pitching me a movie about crypto. So let's just start from the, from the, uh, from the beginning, dude. Um, how did you get into this? That's a great question. I mean, I heard about Bitcoin in 2009, right around when it first came out, the, the original white paper. Uh, I was playing internet poker at the time. So the guys on the, the forums where we used to hang out, because that was what we had back in the day was the old uh, two plus two forums. Yeah. Somebody, somebody published the, the Bitcoin white paper and was like, oh, this, this is crazy. And then a huge discussion broke out. People were like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Other people were like, this is brilliant. Um, I myself thought it was genius. I, I, I tried to buy $5,000 worth of it when it was like 20 cents or something. Yeah. I still have the, uh, the, the, the messages on the forum trying to figure out how to make the wallet work. And I, I couldn't <laughs> figure out how to make the wallet work. So I never ended up buying it. Uh, came back like four years later, checked the price, had a heart attack. It was only like 200 bucks at the time still, but I was like, oh my God, I missed a, I missed a thousand X. Uh, bought a crap ton of it then. And then when I went up to like 400 bucks and I, I sold it again. And then I went away for a while, like double, double my money. Uh, I, did, I did the math. Uh, I did the math in the middle of the last bull run. I, I was originally trying to buy like, like, I don't know, $700 million worth of Bitcoin if I held it. And then even the 2013 Bitcoin was like you know, 60 or 70 million at one point. Uh, <laughs> so I learned, a, I learned a valuable lesson about uh, if, if you don't have conviction in what you're doing, you're just going to want to paper hand and sell whatever you have as soon as you have money. So, so right. then I was like, I, I really believe in this asset class. I'm all in. And then 2017 came around, bought a bunch of Bitcoin again at a thousand bucks. It ran up a lot. I started dabbling in all the, uh, the shit coins as we call them. And I got, I probably ran like $80,000 into $4 million. Thought I was the smartest guy in the world. And then I lost all of it except for like a uh, hundred grand. So I left the, I left the bull market up like 20 or 30,000. And then, and then I learned another lesson, which is that like, well, sometimes you have to sell stuff and sometimes stuff you buy is, isn't like Bitcoin. It's, it's, it's not so good. So let me ask you this. <laughs> Why, what, yeah. What drew you immediately to becoming a participant actively in this world? Like you said, as soon as you discovered it, you were like, I'm buying a, a ton of this. Is that just because you ha you're coming in with prior knowledge of like buying and selling and just having your finger on the pulse of what's the next thing? Or, or was there right out of the gate, was there like an offer that was, if you understand it even a little bit, is too good to be true? Or The high level pitch made tons of sense to me. Like I, I got it. I, I totally got the elevator pitch and I saw it was very needed. I had previously worked as a, as a trader at a, a hedge fund, uh, Bridgewater, with uh, Ray Dalio. And I worked there during the, the, the crash, the, the big financial crisis. And Bitcoin was sort of born out of that financial crisis, right? Out of, out of this sort of ethos that the government's controlling all our money, but ultimately the government is just a bunch of idiots who are kind of all out for their own self-interest, don't know what they're doing. And time and time again throughout history, these people who rule us, screw up and they leave us all in ruin, you know, mostly the less fortunate among us, but this is something that's played out uh, time and time again throughout history. So I, I, I saw Bitcoin as this thing that could actually like break the wheel. It was a really right. interesting sort of 
zero to one idea, right? The, the idea that you could make money, not just without the government, but in a purely digital realm, right? For, for a world that was moving into the digital. So that all clicked for me and I was very interested. But like I said, the problem was I didn't go deep enough to really solidify that belief. And I, right. I kind of freaked out when it went up too much, you know? What is the elevator pitch? So the elevator pitch is that Bitcoin is basically a way where all of us humans can have money and exchange uh, value, store value throughout time. And to, to do so in a way that is, that is purely digital, which kind of makes sense because we mostly live in the digital world now. Um, yeah, I'm not even also, real right now. You're t- talking to my hologram. I know. That's, that's, that's so cool, by the way. And I'm jealous, too, because my hologram that. has a way better hairline than me and better calves, brushes his teeth more. For what it's worth, your hair is it's beautiful. Well, dude, you can thank my grandpa for this if you ever uh, get a time machine or just want to go dig up his grave. But yeah, I think there's, I think there's a lot about uh, Bitcoin that I'd say, well, what percentage would you say people, like when they just hear it, can uh, wrap their head around it and tell someone who doesn't know? Or what percentage of people hear it and think they know, but actually are completely off? I think most people I talk to are really honest about the fact that they don't understand it at all. Mm. It's just the thing that kind of goes up a lot, you know, every three or four years and it makes, makes them phenomenally rich or they kind of, there's this kind of vibe about it and they dig the vibe. Um, a lot of people think that, I mean, the vast majority of people think that there's a smaller subset of people that kind of get how it works on a really high level. And they sort of get the ethos and the higher level kind of ideological stuff. Yeah. And then there's a very, very tiny sliver of people who kind of like actually understand how it works functionally. That's kind of where I'm at. But then there's this other sliver below me where they actually understand the code and the nuances of the and like that's that's kind of where we're going past my pay grade there. So there's all these layers to the to the world, you know, and and most people are just way up here at the the very, very surface level. Okay. So right now as it stands, like if you mentioned earlier about, you know, making, buying, and then having your digital tokens, is that kind of what it is when you, when, when you possess any sort of Bitcoin, you just have almost like in Mario brothers, like, are you collecting coins? Um, the, the, the network doesn't exactly function that way. And I try not to tell people this because it confuses the shit out of them, but like, you're not really like sending a, coin back and forth it's more like a like a ledger like imagine five of us were playing poker and every hand we're like winning losing money to each other and we're writing you know adam owes steven yeah 50 bucks oh adam owes brian 100 bucks oh saiba owes adam 300 bucks right so it's this giant ledger where think like debts are kind of being crossed off we're all keeping track of it and then we sort of settle up that's kind of more how it works although once you start going down that path people get really freaking confused. So I don't, I don't know if it's worth talking about that at the, in, okay. in the very beginning. Right. But yeah, it's sort of like, well, it's not a bunch of IOUs, right? It is. It's, it's sort of digital value. You can think of it as being a coin, like a yeah. little Mario Kart token that sure. you can si- send back and forth and, and divide into little millionths of a, of a piece or a hundred millionths or however small it goes. I think it, it, it's called like Satoshi's the tiniest, the little, little sliver of them. But you nice. can, I think you can have a hundred millionth of a Bitcoin if I'm not mistaken. My buddy Brad, uh, his nickname in middle school was, uh, was Shitoshi. He's a little person. So, um, 
he probably knew about that way before this even became a thing. So when you said you sold and then you made four million in like half of eighty thousand, what is stopping you from the? To me, like if I'm at the blackjack table and I turn twenty bucks into three hundred bucks, I'm out. I mean, depending on how many cocktails I've had and I want to like roll the dice, and I'm thinking that a, another double down opportunity is coming my way. But like, I make a little cash that I didn't have. I'm like, dude, get out while the, uh, you know, while the pot pie is still in the freezer. If that's you know. Well, as, as humans, right, we have like this recency bias where we kind of remember the most recent painful thing that happened to us. And then we yep. sort of do the opposite next time. So for me, the painful thing was that I, I sold this and it, it went up basically like another seven or eight X after I sold it. And I was like, oh, my God, I've missed so much money. I didn't I lacked conviction. So then I went to overboard the next time. And on the conviction, I had conviction for the wrong things. And I kind of fell into this, like uh, the Bitcoiners like to say, uh, hodl. You got to hodl your coins. Don't sell them. Never sell. Um, and that's probably okay advice for Bitcoin. It's really bad advice for most every other coin in existence. And uh, I, I over-adjusted, you know? You go, you go the other way. You get greedy. You start seeing the, the, the big super yacht you're going to buy with just like two more double ups and you'll have yep. $20 million. And then yep. next thing you know, uh, you just have the memories. <laughs> that got really sad is uh <laughs> is um is there a right or wrong time to get into this i think that's probably the biggest question that i have because i get told almost bi-weekly by people and more specifically a friend of mine who's been pitching me since crypto and bitcoin got going to get into it and he's like dude just give me 30 minutes to like break this down for you so you can at least somewhat understand he's like i would need more time and he recently was just like, yeah, I lost a bunch. So now I'm like, well, I'm glad I never really jumped in and heard you out. But he already is like, dude, I've already turned the ship around. Like, when do you got time? So, I mean, is it one of those things where people, you know, like comics will tell people that want to start stand up in their 40s, like, you know, hey, man, if you if you're willing to suck for five years, you know, or even 10 really, and, and, uh, and just bomb and, and get good and find your voice and get your reps. And like, yeah, you're obviously starting later than, uh, than is ideal. But like, in terms of, of this, is there a time that is better to start than uh, like, should you not start or jump in until you have all the proper weapons at your disposal? Or is it something that you can learn on the fly? You can jump in immediately if you have the humility to understand that you don't know anything, right? So crypto is this funny thing where it's like, the more that you know, the farther out into the deep end of the pool you can wander, mm -hmm. right? It's, like, it's, a, it's a, like flying a plane, right? If you've never flown a plane before and you, you, got, you got like a G5, you know, you, you'd be really silly to go out and fly it yourself. You're, you're probably going to get wrecked. And right. in, in this instance, you, you die, which is a lot worse than losing all your money. Yes. You know? So you might... You might start off on a flight simulator, kind of work your way up. Um, the crypto world Wait, is a very flight different. stimulator or a simulator? Because I know that was a slip up on your part, Steve, <laughs> but I feel like we're on to something. The, a flight stimulator could be like right one now. of those. It's a, it's a joystick <laughs> that's used to steer the plane, but that's not all it's for. All right. So what else? Uh, yeah. So there is, there is no perfect time. Is that what you're saying? There are better times than others, right? So when your Uber driver is telling you, about the latest like yes. dog coins, yes. you know, that's probably a sign to get the hell out, right? That's a very useful metric when everybody starts posting on their Instagram story about the latest kind of dumb 
token or NFT that you've seen, right? Generally, those of us who are experienced know that that, that means the, our, our days are numbered um, in the bull market. And in crypto in general, it, it doesn't go up linearly. It goes up in these very brief periods of massive euphoria and exponential growth. Mm. And then these very nasty crashes where Bitcoin goes down 80% and some stuff goes down 100% and you never see it again, right? So it, it doesn't fit our normal framework of how we're used to thinking of the stuff that we invest in, which, you know, more or less goes up linearly over time. You know, we talk about stock market crashes, but there have been days in Bitcoin or Ethereum where the price has gone down as much as like this entire, you know, crash that we're experiencing right now. Right. right. So it's just like a kind of different world that you're operating in. Um, so I say, generally speaking, don't buy when everybody's talking about it. This is like a good kind of general rule. The other rule you have to follow is that the less you know, the fewer coins you can buy, right? So I always tell people, if you don't know anything, right? If you can't explain to me why Bitcoin even exists, like what even the purpose of it is, right? Then you have no business, you have no business buying Shiba Inu, you have no business buying Solana, any of these other weird tokens, because like you're, you're going to get wrecked because you don't have the ability to understand what's kind of like a scam and what's, what's not. So by sticking to the, the safest stuff, right, you can be low information and just sort of passively invest in the market and know you're not going to go to zero. Okay. Almost like craps, right? Like uh, being in the, um, the safe zone, you know, there's like an area in craps where you can just kind of like always put your money in the, um, what is it called? The pass. You bet right? on the pass, yeah. right? That's the good bet. You know, it's not flashy. You're not going to, not going to roll snake eyes and yeah. get 30 to one or whatever, but you're also not going to lose all your money. In so the is that, run, is that so people that do that are just trying to do it for fun or are they really, so there's people like that, that probably are just wanting to play the game. And then there's some that really want to go to the high, high rollers table. And, and like you said, buy up, uh, and you mentioned like Solana and what else? Like Shiba Inu. So that was yeah. a very popular one. Right now. What the fuck? What is that? What the fuck did you just say? What, what Shiba Inu is when, so is there like a wall of like, you can buy these, <laughs> like these are this much. And so if you want to invest in this and like, you have like, you know, a, a, a chart that kind of with breakdowns of, of, you know, the, 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 potential gains from buying certain things. Is that kind of how most people approach it? So this last, this last bull run was a really dangerous one because what does that mean? What does a bull run mean? Ah, good question. So the bull run is the period of time. We, we, we call it when everything just starts going up and it goes up fast and everybody's like, this is the bull run, right? We call like bull markets when prices are going up, bear markets when prices are going down. Right. So the crypto bull run is this brief time or at least it has been, you know, the last four cycles or so where you get everything's booming. It's just, it's just chaos. Right. So the last bull run, right. People bought coins entirely on exchanges in the same way you kind of buy stocks on an exchange, right. We have crypto exchanges and you could only buy, you you could only buy the, the coins that the exchange listed. Right. But this last run, we invented a new product called the, the decentralized exchange. It's an exchange that exists. It's, it's like written in code. Somebody just publishes it on the internet and then anybody can come and add any coin to it. Like you could go create Atom coin and then start shilling it on your TikTok and then tell people they can all go buy it. So anybody could create any stupid coin they wanted. And this created this wild environment where there were just, everything went off the rails completely. 
And we had this really funny trend of, of, of dog money. I don't know if you ever saw like the dog money videos going around no. on TikTok. That was the other thing we had this bull run is we had, we had TikTok as well. We had TikTok and dog money. So stuff got really nutty. What, basically what happened was Dogecoin, you yeah. know, the coin that Elon Musk shows all the time, did really, really good. So then some shrewd guy was like, you know, it'd be smart if I create Shiba Inu because the Doge is a Shiba Inu. So I'll just create Shiba Inu coin. And then Shiba Inu went up like millions of percents. I saw why did one it go guy. Up, why did it go up millions of percents? What happened? Well, when it, it, when it was launched, it was nobody knew about it, right? So let me just publish this coin. I actually saw some guy, because the, the thing about the, the blockchain is you can look at every single transaction that happens. So somebody was like going back to the transactions. They saw a guy who bought like six or $7,000 of Shiba Inu. And at the peak of Shiba Inu, like seven months later or something like that, he had a billion dollars because mm. it went up so much. It, it basically was like one of the first kind of viral crypto trends that went viral on TikTok, and it, it just went nuts. Everybody started buying this thing. But that started an even stupider trend where people were like, well, Doge, Shiba, what if I launch uh, Mononoko Inu? What if I launch Floki Inu? What if I launch? And then pretty soon you had like, 500 different categories of dog coins. And like, there was this joke that like dog money became an asset class and people were literally buying portfolios of dog money. And for a while they were making tons of money. So it kind of got everybody in. And there was like this, this belief that dog money was a thing because, oh, memes are actually currency and it, it's just as dumb as Bitcoin. So why not? And then, you know, spoiler alert, all those things went down. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> quite a, quite a yeah. bit at the end. And it was just the strangest, the strangest craze. So the blockchain um, is almost like a Beckett for sports cards where it's like, it shows all the, how much things are worth kind of like a big, almost like at the air airport where it gives you the uh, departure and arrivals thing. Is it just kind of a big sheet that gives you all the info? And you said the transactions of what everyone's done or is that what the blockchain yeah. is? It's a record of every transaction that ever happens for like every coin. Right. So a lot of coins are actually built. Have you heard of Ethereum? Yes. So Ethereum is kind of like uh, to simplify it a little bit. It's kind of like a platform that you can build other coins on top of. So okay. most of these, like all the dog money coins, right? Those were all just built on top of Ethereum. So via the Ethereum blockchain, if you use something called a block explorer, it's a website that lets you kind of look at everything happening. You can see literally every transaction that ever happens and has ever happened ever on Ethereum. Every, every wallet, everything that bought something, sent money, right? It's, it's all right out there in the open. Unlike when you buy stocks, I can't see what stocks you're buying. Right. I can't see your account, right? It's, it's kind of closed. So it's this totally different world where there's this like, kind of radical transparency. And that's like a big principle of crypto. It's, super, it's supposed to be, anyway, super open, right? There's nobody kind of pulling strings secretly and stuff happening where you can't see it. Although, you know, that hasn't always happened in, in practice as we've kind of gotten a little more away from Bitcoin. So there's how many different coins right now? If I were to jump in like today, right? First of all, let's just riddle me that. What, what is my first move? What am I doing? Making an account? Like, do I have to, do I have to can I use the same password I use for my OnlyFans? Like, what do I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so what, I, what is the first move? Like, getting a for first uh, move sign up for an exchange okay right coinbase ftx gemini kraken all these, these are what all these exchanges Exch are and fine. what do you mean by exchanges these, these are, are 
So an exchange is like kind of like a like a brokerage account where you gotcha. buy stocks, right? Imagine like like some people can maybe go out on the floor and literally trade the stocks. You and I can't do that. So instead we go through this broker who kind of facilitates cool. that for us. So the exchanges are for the people who kind of want to own crypto, trade crypto, but they don't want to literally like use the blockchain because doing crypto on the blockchain itself is a little bit of a technical headache. I got to show you how to set up a wallet, how to back it up and do all this. It's, it's a pain in the ass. But using Coinbase is like using any other app that you use. You create a user and a password, you connect your bank account, you send some money, and then you go shopping for, for, for coins. And then you buy whatever your heart desires. So pretty easy to, to get on and, and get started. And this now might seem like a dumb question, but so, because now I, I am starting to grasp it more so, which is crazy that I'm actually getting some understanding from this, but because uh, it truly felt like looking at like the top of a mountain and looking down and realizing I don't have legs and, you know, I, I, my legs have been replaced by like hands and like somehow my wiener's gotten smaller and like I've got a headache. And so I'm looking up and I'm just like, wow, there's a lot going on that's preventing me from, under, from getting to the top of that mountain. I'm getting a little bit closer. When you say now you're just going shopping. So is that in an essence what it is? You're now just looking at like all these things to, to buy, to invest in, and then just hoping they grow in value based on what? And then you start making money? Pretty much. It, you, you can think of it as like buying tech stocks if tons of the tech stocks you were buying actually had no reason for existence or no ability to earn money. And you were sort of just, it's maybe more akin to buying penny stocks, right? Where maybe in a one in a thousand penny stocks you buy is like actually a good company and will make you a huge return. But the right. majority of it is, is sort of smoke and mirrors, which is why I said it's like kind of dangerous for a new person to come in and to buy anything other than Bitcoin and Ethereum, because probably nine out of the 10 things that you buy, like if you just throw a dart at a dartboard 10 years from now will, will be gone. Right. And that's, wow. it's very different than just throwing a dart at a stock board. Right. Like you can, you, you can just pick any random stock on the S and P and it's probably going to go up that cause that's, we just have different controls for how stocks get listed versus how right. crypto gets listed. Okay. So, it's not like I need a base amount to start with. Like you can, whether you got 10 bucks or 10,000 bucks, you can start. Yeah. That's one of the nice things about crypto is you can, Tesla is what, like 700 bucks a share right now. Yeah. You want to buy $10 of Tesla? That's too bad, you know? Um, but even though Bitcoin's $28,000 and it's probably 25,000 by the time we stop recording, but even though it's 25,000, 28,000, you, you can buy a dollar of it. You can do it, you know, which is kind of nice for the, little guy the problem with the little guys is they they go like ah but i don't want to own one ten thousandth of a bitcoin i want to own ten thousand doge coins because i want to own ten thousand or something this this phenomenon called the unit bias where our brains want they're they're they're, they're anchored to owning a lot of something versus owning something that has a lot of value which are two different things i could give you a trillion of a coin i just minted tomorrow and it might be worth nothing, but you, you got a trillion of them. So your brain's like, Ooh, a trillion of these things. Yeah. I know. Yeah, sounds sounds pretty good. No, that's me. I definitely got real excited about owning a trillion of anything. Even if it was Mitch uh, Hedberg has that great joke where he goes, he goes, I was, I'm, I like to make a bowl of rice when I'm in the mood for a thousand of something. <laughs> okay. So if you're, 
there's obviously something going on right now currently with crypto. And this, you know, leads me to my next question, which I had some buddies who, again, were trying to pitch me on this, freaking out a little bit a few days ago because there was a, a little bit of a dip, right, in the uh, cryptocurrency world. Was it so hard? Was it a full-on crash? I mean, I saw posts about it. I saw Instagram models posting, you know, not smiling. They, their clothes were on in their beach photos. And you're like, wow, times are tough. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there was uh, some sort of a shift where people were just like, oh man. And I couldn't tell if this was like the beginning of the end and the true like end of this uh, phenomenon or if it was just a, a bump in the road. Yeah, last week was crazy. I mean, we kind of had like a crash within a crash. Like, you know how the whole world is crashing? Yes. Well, crypto was already crashing with the whole world, but then we had like another crash within the, the real world crash. I mean, last week was nuts. It was, it was probably the worst thing I've ever seen in crypto. We had a- I'm Glad you said in crypto. I was like, cause I can send you some links to <laughs> uh, some animal tag videos or two girls, one cut. Like there's a lot of stuff that is way worse than a, than a crypto crash. Okay, keep going. No, I agree. I mean, yeah. we, we had one of the 10 biggest coins in, in all of crypto. I think it was worth 32 billion or something. It, it, went to, it went to $0 in the span of a day, just wow. vaporized. And, and along with it, 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 it caused like a whole bunch of like systemic risk to kind of ripple through the system because a lot of, a lot of stuff in crypto is like interconnected now. Mm. Not like the old days where people just made up coins and they didn't do anything and they just they were just like all nonsense. Like now there's actually protocols integrated with each other and kind of working together, right? And we haven't really tested out this new world where we build this financial system, but everybody's just kind of building and connecting stuff and there's no regulators, there's no breaks in place at all, right? So this thing got vaporized, went to zero. People lost tens of billions, like a lot of people lost their life savings and it caused a lot of kind of ripple effects throughout the system and tons of coins like coins were down 50%, 60% single day. I mean, not as bad as negative a hundred percent, but it was, it was pretty crazy. Wait. So what is the reason to not take your money out and cat? Can you just cash out like these people that had tens of millions, billions of dollars before this happened? Is there an option to just at some point go, I want all that money. Like my buddy again would show me on his phone. At one point he showed me like, $383,000 in his bank account. And I go, whoa, what the fuck does that mean? And I go, why don't you stop cutting my hair? He's my buddy, he cuts my hair. And I go, why don't you cash that out and buy a house in Michigan near the lake and buy a wife, you know, like just go like do, that's a lot of money. And he was just like, well, it's not, I don't have it per se. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to sell it to get the money. Yeah. A lot of people have paper gains, you know, I show you their little portfolio. Look at all the coins I have, you know, like I, I had a buddy like that. He had you know, seven, 800 grand in his thing. And then he like, didn't really understand how crypto worked and he backed up his phone and then he's confused at why he couldn't log back into his wallet. And I was like, yo man, it's not a username and password. That's not how crypto works. Your, your coins are gone. Now, fortunately they were all, dog shit so they probably would have gone to zero anyway but that could was he a, have sold that wait so so wow he wait, could have so sold got, yeah he could have sold and, and could, just taken the money out 
So my buddy that showed me three hundred eighty-three thousand, did he have three hundred eighty-three thousand dollars, or is that is there a? He probably had three hundred eighty-three thousand dollars worth of tokens that he could have sold for real dollars. Yeah, he probably for could have sold them. for how much real dollars? Probably three hundred eighty-three thousand minus Holy the shit. transaction fees. Yeah. So maybe so, minus ten percent. You know, he lost it all like a few weeks later. So that's crazy not, to me. Not surprising. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, this, this last crash was really bad because the, 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 the coin that crashed was sort of like this really elaborate Ponzi scheme. It was like a Ponzi scheme that was engineered by like MIT people, right? Yeah. Imagine you, you unleash like really smart people into the world, but then you just tell them to build like a gigantic Ponzi scheme. That's kind of what they did. Gotcha. It sucked a lot of, lot of people in and people were sort of tricked into thinking they were holding like, like their protocol had these things called, they created these things called stable coins, right? It's like a, uh, it's like a crypto version of a dollar and it's supposed to be stable at a dollar. And their protocol had this savings account that paid you 20%. So everybody was like, oh my God, wait, I can just hold dollars and just get paid 20%. That's so good. So everybody started using this savings account. Mm. And then the coin was sort of attached to this savings account, right? Like, so the more people use the savings account, the more the price of the coin goes up, right? Right. So you had this like feedback effect where everybody was using this crypto savings account to earn 20% interest. And the more people who used the crypto savings account, the more the price of the coin went up. And then the more price of the coin went up, the more everybody believed it was safe because it was, I think there was $15 billion locked in this savings account at one point. There were big hedge funds in it. Right. But the dirty secret was that the, 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 the dollar coin, it, it wasn't backed by anything. It was, it was smoke and mirrors. It was sort of backed by itself, which if anybody thought about it for two seconds was like, well, that doesn't really make sense. But everybody kind of on their, you know, they, they, they con themselves into thinking it made sense. And once everybody started rushing for the doors, everybody realized like there wasn't enough room in the door for everybody to get out. And that caused like this crazy bank run, this crazy panic. And it, yeah, it was like nothing I'd ever seen. The money just, and everything exploded. And whew, I gotta tell you, it was, it, was, it was a wild day to be trading. So if you're jumping in like me and I'm going to, at some point, like take a real, uh, an interest in this and, and try to, you know, make some, some cash, is it, would it behoove me to, you know, have someone like you in my corner that I even like pay to coach me on things or... Are there books? Are there YouTube tutorials? Are there TikTok dances? Are there Tide Pods I can eat? Like, what's, is there a secret something to figuring out like, okay, cool, this is it. Or is it like my buddy was alluding to when he was trying to, you know, uh, elicit my attention, which was, you know, give me a, a one of many times to discuss this over the phone so that you can kind of get as much knowledge as you can and then just jump in. It depends how seriously you're taking it right gotcha. like if, if you're basically like i'm building a portfolio i have stocks i have real estate i have gold i want some exposure to the crypto asset class because i think it's maybe like a, a call option on the us dollar exploding or whatever people say right if that's the case and you're like i want to put one percent in crypto but i don't want to think about it too much well that's easy you just you just buy one percent of your portfolio in bitcoin and you just kind of walk away. You don't have to think about it too much. That's, that's like the gold of crypto. It's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to give you a 10,000x gain, but it's going to kind of accomplish your goal. 
But right. on the other hand, you're somebody who's like, I want to get into crypto and I want to get rich. And I'm going to get rich by trading or finding like the next big thing and investing in it early. Well, that's doable. But that's like a whole different bar of like having to educate yourself, right? That's a lot more work. And it's, it's a doable, but it's, it's kind of like a big road. And I think most people are sort of somewhere in between those two extremes where they're, they're willing to take a little more risk. But even, even for those people, I'm like, look, you can, you can buy like 50% Bitcoin, 50% Ethereum, just split it half and half. You could probably just walk away and not think about it for five, 10 years and you'll be okay. And you don't have to really necessarily educate yourself if you don't, you don't want to. I, I think it's good to learn, but it's not a prerequisite if you stay in your lane. The second you want to go outside of that lane, yeah. the second you want to be like, oh, that's not a good enough return for me. Well, I got to tell you, you then, then you have to educate yourself because if you don't, then you, you will get wrecked and you will lose everything like everybody loses everything it's, it's just crazy over and over and over and over and over again it's yeah staying in your stop. lane is a is an appropriate analogy there's a kid in my uh, on my dorm floor in college and he was starting to play guitar and it was like dude just play like some indigo girls and like these simple like guitartabs.com had some jack johnson stuff that was like pretty you know easy to to, to grasp but he kept trying to do like john mayer's neon and everyone <laughs> called his bluff and left the room and it was like not only did you make yourself look bad you now forced all the girls to go to a different dorm floor you know and i have no problem saying his name his name was aaron and he knows who he is now steve there's something i read about that i wanted to ask your, your opinion when we got a few minutes left here in 2021 a prominent trader introduced a cryptocurrency called jrr token a play on the name of J.R. Tolkien, the author of Lord of the Rings, promoted as the one token that rules them all. It was traded for just a couple of weeks because Tolkien's estate sued um, this guy, uh, uh, Jensen, I guess, for unauthorized and illegal use of the author's name. Um, and it was upheld by the uh, uh, Intellectual Property Organization. Um, first of all, I just want to know, do you think that's real or is that fake? I read that and I was like, that, that can't be real but maybe this is just a continued lesson in my lack of knowledge in this world. But the fact that there's like people making up fake token, like, I don't know. Anything seems possible in this world that I don't understand, but this seems like bullshit. You, you are correct. I mean, that wouldn't, that wouldn't even crack the top 20 of the weirdest things I saw in the last couple of years. But that but is I would, real. I would, I would, I would believe it's real. It is real. And you win a signed headshot <laughs> of our producer, Sim. Um, is there something to be said about, uh, not engaging in this at all? Because I've gone, uh, what it's 2009. You said this launched, it's now 2022. So that's 13 years. I haven't even had a conversation this long about it, uh, at all yet. So do you judge people like myself? Are you like, man, get on the boat or do you go, man, it's too late. The boat's too far away from land. Even if you try to swim here, you're going to get eaten by a whale. Uh, you also can't even swim that well. I saw old footage of your sixth grade birthday party. Like, what's the move? I think if you don't want to do it, it's fine. Life will go on and you're, you're going to be okay. You oh, know? But even that's, the way you said that, totally I felt cool. like you were, you were judging. Like, hey, man, your call if you want to miss out on the best <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I love crypto. Yeah. I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of uh, battle scars, so I'm not as uh, kind of rah rah blindly cultish as there's a, there's a medical term are. for it. It's eczema. You should look into that. <laughs> uh, no, okay. So battle scars from what? From just like going for it and and uh, 
and reaping the benefits and then also uh, falling flat? Yeah, I've, I've gotten burned a lot. And it, it also is a very kind of doggy dog space where yes. there, there is this like really incredible ideology and ethos behind like the very core of it and a couple of the coins. But, but the truth is that 99% of the space is, is basically a bunch of cutthroat people trying to figure out how to figure out how to make a buck off of you. Right. And after you've experienced that a few times yourself, or certainly just seen it play out a lot, you know, you, you get jaded and you do worry for people who get into the space and you do understand why some people might just want to opt out entirely. I don't, I don't think that's irrational at all. I, I do think there are incredible rewards at the end of the rainbow for people who put in the work or, you know, have the mental fortitude to deal with the, the craziness, but I understand why some people don't want to deal with it. Well, I, I applaud you for uh, understanding this as much as you do. I don't know how long it took you to get to where you're at, to be able to field any question I throw. And I'm definitely, you know, as stupid as it gets as, as far as, um, you know, feeling like I can intelligently talk about this, but I, are the questions I'm asking just for the listeners, do they sound pretty consistent with what people who are coming in blind would ask or, or am I, uh, or am I below that somehow? Your, your, qu- your questions are better than the questions most people Great. ask. Cause most people just ask me, what should I buy? And it's just like the worst. It's, By the it's way, the that sounds like a comic that that's like, how do I get past the laugh factory? You're like, you have done it twice. You don't even have a good, Mike Pence impression yet. Okay. So set for you is basically the equivalent of what they're, they're asking. Exactly. Okay. So asking what to buy. So people want to get enough of an understanding to get rich quick is like most people that want to jump into this. They just, they just want to get rich. Most people don't want, they don't care about understanding. They just want to skip to the part where they make a bunch of money. Yes. That does sound great. It's just, it's just not a, it's just not a realistic thing. Yeah. It's happened to some people. They were lucky and you won't be that person. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher was discovered at a coffee bean. Some guy saw his abs when he was bending over to pick up a a straw. And he was like, do you want to be, you know, in this underwear commercial? And he was like, sure. And then he's like, that 70s show, invest in Uber, blah, blah, blah. You're sleeping with Demi more, you know, the rest is history. But most people it's like, hey, man, like you you can't just, you know, rest on the idea that that, uh, you're going to strike it at rich by uh, having the bare men of knowledge. Like you've got to, like anything, you got to do the work. You got to find out, uh, you know, what the uh, true pros and cons are, right? Yeah. And I've, I've been at this point, I've been full time for two and a half years. And all I do all day is think about the space, research, trade, you know, invest. And the only two coins I own right now are Bitcoin and Ethereum. Right. And I, wow. I, I think, there we could go into a, a whole spiel on why that's the case. Probably don't that's have episode two, right baby. now. I think it's a good topic for an episode. Yeah. But yeah, most of the space is, is, is uninvestable right now, but the things that are investable are going to be incredible opportunities eventually, if we can kind of get through this rough patch. Well, I think we will. Cause we always do. We always come out on top. Look, they made, I agree. They made a uh, a third rush hour, and a lot of people were against it. We were like, dude, the second one was already a roll of the dice, but Jackie Chan, I'll watch that guy jump and kick anything. Um, but I think we will get on the other side of it. And for you, uh, for, the, for the listeners, you know, I'm looking right now at an electric fireplace, a nice rug that fits the room, plenty of uh, <laughs> furniture, 
and a, what looks like a toaster laptop combo dangling from the ceiling. So yeah, <laughs> Steven's made some money. He's doing okay. So if this is the world for you and you want to make some cash, just do do the research, man. Don't just jump in blind. And that and that uh, that goes for myself too because I. It's like if you're gonna get a tattoo, you don't just walk in drunk and point to the first thing you see. Otherwise, you'll end up with a, a bathroom sign or you know the tattoo uh, parlor guy's uh, lip ring on your lower back, and that's yeah, an icebreaker at Sims Barbecue, but it's not it's not gonna get you an invite back to the house. All right, Steve, this was great. I think we learned a lot. I know I did. I but guess what? Just like <laughs> just like most crypto conversations. I have a shit ton more questions that I'll save for next time. Any uh, any buying advice for the uh, for the people as we close this out? Yeah, yeah. I think it's okay to buy right now if you buy Bitcoin and Ethereum. I think there's a good chance that you're in for more pain. So don't buy anything you're not comfortable losing. But you got to have a long term perspective, and you got to not buy all at once when the market is like this. Just you just buy a little bit every week, and if it goes down, that's like oh cool, I can just. Buy it for cheaper this week. And that's how you yep. gotta think about it. And, and then go back to your go back to your real life. Like don't stare at the chart all day like me or you'll be you'll be miserable. Yeah, well, you're crushing it. You know, you look like you are one of the JC Penny kids. So like one of the heirs to the fortune. So you're fine, Steve. Uh, but you're right. If you get knocked down, get up again. Chumbawamba said that and they were on to something. They only had one hit, but that's not their fault. All right, guys. Adam Ray, Steve, you're the fucking man, you're a wizard. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Good night. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.